0: Still sipping my tide, sitting court side, Nixon, that's me high five. I'll be spiked out. I could trip a referee, tell by my attitude that I'm most definitely. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back into another episode of the five two six podcast. I'm your host Jay Hollihan back here on a Monday evening discussing St. John's defeating Fordham 77 to 55 at Madison Square Garden. St. John's first win at the Garden in the Rick Pitino era. So, little disclaimer before we get into anything, I'd like to say I apologize on behalf of myself and on behalf of um, you know. Well, really myself on being unable to put out episodes that, um, you know, on time and being able to get them out there as quick as possible. Really, I would have gotten this episode out typically uh, maybe Sunday afternoon, maybe Sunday night and then could be available for everyone to listen to Boston College. The reason why, and I think if you listen to that episode, if I remember correctly, I even say at the end of it about how I was hoping the episode would be put out due to some of the editing issues that I've been having with the site I use, Um, those issues have continued. Uh, It is tough to communicate, I'll say, with people through just email and when they're not exactly um, uh, quick and uh, and getting back to you. And it has caused for some issues of late. I've been using this editing software, you know, since the summer on the different platforms I use, have never had a problem with it and really enjoy it. But unfortunately, it's come at the cost of me being delayed putting out these game recaps and on the other platforms I have game previews. So, I apologize again for the delay. um, And I'm going to continue to look into other avenues so that way I can continue to get these podcast episodes out to everyone as quickly as possible. So, um, just want to apologize for that. And, you know, if, and I know it's kind of mute. I put the episode out this past Monday, um, you know, today. uh, And I, had the episode um you know recorded last uh the game against Boston College last sunday uh the uh tenth was it yeah, the tenth december tenth and um unfortunately had it all edited, and there was an issue exporting the file. I don't wanna get into all of it, but point is if you wanna go back and look at it uh or listen to it rather. Um, be my guest i know the point is kind of mute because it's been over a week and they've already played another game and this time they won and some of the issues that you know we talked about we talked about um have been uh have been fixed sort of um but you know you you um and i'll get into the game in a second but you know, you can go back and listen to it and just kind of listen maybe to the differences from one episode to the next, however, uh, or if you just enjoy the content that I put out here on the 526 podcast, but let's get into it. Um, St. John's again defeats Fordham 77-55, to 55. Uh, probably one of the most uh, well-put-together games we've seen out of St. John's. Um, This season, in terms of, you know, I think the second half against an opponent that's, you know, not um, Holy Cross or Sacred Heart or Stony Brook, no offense to them, but, you know, going into this season, I think Fordham was viewed as being um, a better team, uh, one of the top teams in the A-10, a possible uh, tourney team, whether it was if they played well enough to get an automatic bid, but for sure, maybe the best in the Atlantic 10, and that has not gone their way thus far. And St. John's, I mean, listen, you know, you go into this game after just getting beaten uh, to a pulp defensively against Boston College, and I wanted to come, you know, on here and start with. There was a quote by Rick Pitino this past week, and it was about, you know, on Sunday night, Pitino was at home, um, and his son, you know, to cheer him up after the loss, Pitino was pretty down, and to cheer him up, um, his son ordered a pizza, and uh, the uh, delivery boys were not one that Rick Pitino was expecting, to say the least, as uh, the... St. John's players, um, Joel Soriano, uh, Dennis Jenkins, and I believe um, Chris Ledlam was the third that showed up to, to Patino's house um, with the pizza, and you know came to cheer up their head coach. I think it's you know a really interesting um, story that was put out there uh, that. You know, 45 minute drive from Queens to Rick Patino's house, and he, you know, he gets this, um, you know, gets a, what he called was a great gift, um, uh, you know, by the players, and thought it was, and it was something that really resonated with him. And I think it just speaks to, you know, how much the players just enjoy being with their coach. I mean, I think it enjoys, you know, it shows how well they've, Enjoyed, you know, just his coaching philosophy, um, you know, how much he cares, how much he wants the best for them. And I think they, you know, it really hits hard with them when they feel like they let him down. And I think that, you know, those guys really, and and the three of them, you know, you think about it Joel Soriano, Dennis Jenkins, Chris Ledlam, your older players. um, It's great. And it's like, you know, you heard Rick say, you know, you don't see that often the players trying to. Cheer the coach up. Um, usually, it's the other way around. So I just thought that was nice, and that was the way you know that I kind of wanted to start, um, you know, this episode with, which was talking about you know how how I thought that gesture by um, you know Jenkins Ledlam and Soriano, how much that really shows what you have out of Patino right now, what you're seeing um, thus far. But back to Fordham, yeah, you know, St. John's from the jump, I thought, came out like they were energized uh, on the offensive end, but at the defensive end as well, they were able to get stops. Um, and it was interesting to see Patino went with Sean Conway to start. I think he said that you know he he wanted to have an, a guy out there that could be um, provide a lot of energy and someone that could just go out there and. Uh, you know, attack the glass. And, I mean, I think you saw in a lot of the games we've seen out of Sean Conway to start the season, he's all over um, the ball. He hustles a lot defensively. He shows great effort. And Patino, you know, was asked about, you know, when you go into making the decision as to who you're starting, you know, how do you kind of go about it? And, um, you know, was there anything to Conway being – Tab the starter, and Patino said, "You know, it's really just practice based. Um, It's really just he doesn't really care that much about who is the starters is the gist that I got out of it. Um, But he mainly cares about, you know, at points in time during the game, how well, you know, our players, you know, showing up. How well do they play at specific points? That's what I think he kind of values." in that um, decision to bring Sean Conway out there. I think he wanted a spark coming out, and he got that um, out of Sean Conway. I, I mean, Conway, I think he did a he did a tremendous job. He's been doing a tremendous job when he's been given opportunities. Um, I should say, at times, he's been doing a tremendous job. You know, you watch him hustle. He's all over the floor. Um, and I think he gives you that uh, in his defense, whereas, you know, I think – To start the season, we've seen a lot of issues there. Um, Defensively, obviously, Patino has spoken about it. And while I'm sure he will say that just putting Sean Conway in to start this game doesn't solve those problems, I think it sets an example for maybe some of the other guys uh, on the team as well. And, I mean, definitely, you know, this start with... um, With Conway comes at a price where you lose, you know, uh, Jordan Dingle who had, uh, his limit, uh, his, excuse me, his minutes were not limited. Um, he still had 22, you know, to Conway's 16, but you know, Dingle losing him as your, you know, two guard or potentially a primary ball, primary ball handler, um, Definitely is a bit of a loss, but if you're able to get Conway out there to set the tempo maybe defensively where you think Dingle has struggled this season or your backcourt has potentially struggled this season, maybe that's an avenue St. John's will continue to look at moving um, forward because there's been some inconsistency uh, there to start. I really must say this though, the effort was so much better. Um, you could tell right away they were, this St. John's team was ready to go. I felt like they had a good long week in practice. Um, they took maybe the comments made by Rick Pitino, uh, last week about how pretty much embarrassed he was, uh, at the, uh, at the effort that they gave defensively. I thought you saw St. John's come out. They were ready to go. And, um... And they got it done. You know, Joel Soriano, we can, you know, I mean, I can rave about him all I want about having a double-double, but it's, you know, it's routine for him. 20 points, 10 boards, um, 9 for 15 from the field, perfect 2 for 2 from the line, love that. Uh, Soriano, you know, four personals, not great, but obviously, I mean, he played really, really well. He's been your most consistent player all season. Uh three blocks as well. Um three assists. Would love to see that part of his game continue to um you know gel moving forward and improve as the assists. I think that's one facet in his game he can improve. Um continuing, you know, his defensive presence as well, but I think he's done a great job this season uh in improving from last year to this year and taking in what the coaches are telling him. He's proven. He can be a coachable player when I say that I mean he can take hard coaching you know some guys can't and Soriano certainly has proven he can. one guy I'd like to highlight as well Chris Ledlam eleven points three for six from the field, five for six from the charity stripe five boards did a great job um, he did have five turnovers which was the only blemish but he did uh, he did do a great job. Um, as well him and Soriano in the front court did a did a fantastic job. And the next guy, and I made sure I had these two together when I was talking about them, Dennis Jenkins, six points, three for nine from the field, didn't have a great night scoring, had five boards, eight assists, two blocks, a steal, uh, three turnovers, limited that again, two personal fouls, um, which, you know, obviously you want to see cut down, but, you know, 27 minutes playing Um, you know I thought that you know maybe that's pretty warranted but he had one assist where he was at the near sideline and a, I mean unbelievable pass behind the back I still don't know how he did it to Chris Ledlum coming through the lane goes up throws it down just an unbelievable play by Jenkins and I think that's something that we're seeing his game being uh, improved eight assists was something a month ago you would not have seen out of Dennis Jenkins and continuing to make plays when he's struggling from the field is also something you wouldn't have seen out of Jenkins because he did only have six points and was three for nine from the field he only attempted one three ball and I mean you know early on in the season that was not what you have seen from him but now you know great to great to have seen that um, improve and hopefully we can Continue to watch him, uh, you know, have a, have a resurgence in resurgence in his play, so to speak, from the beginning of the year. Nahim Aline in 13 minutes had seven points, three for five from the field, knocked down one lone three ball um, on one attempt, and I think you know he's someone people have been yelling at for more playing time. I think with the way this game the went. St. John's kind of had it squared away early on uh, in the second half, so they were able to get, you know, some, um, you know, the guys on the bench uh, playing time as well. Um, and we'll speak about them. Dresa Treore, six points, two for four from the field, two for three from beyond. Petino did highlight, however, he was 0 for three from the charity stripe. said he's got to get into the gym and improve on that, and I'm sure the coaches will be harping on him um throughout uh throughout the week leading up or the half a week because you know quick turnaround as we got Xavier coming up soon here. Brady Dunlap I thought, you know, 4 points, 1 for 4 from the field. Not great over 3 from beyond, not great 2 for 2 from the line, but he did have 5 boards. I like that he was able to go out and get 5 rebounds. He's someone that I think him and Simeon Wilcher, the two young guys and you know you've heard Former Patino players say, it as a freshman, this isn't Kentucky or Duke where you come in and you're kind of top dog right away. I mean, you know, that's kind of what it's like at those programs and those coached teams. And maybe more Kentucky with uh, Coach Cal Perry than Duke, but for sure you see with Patino right now, these freshmen, I mean, they're not getting enough game reps simply because there, are, the guys above them are much more physical, much more older, taking to the style of basketball that is Big East ball a lot quicker, um, and I think that's become kind of an issue for um, those uh, those two. I do think Wiltshire, and even though we're not into Big East ball, of course, but you know with the competition and everything that you see with Simeon Wiltshire, though, however. I do think he at times has taken to it a little bit easier than Brady Dunlop. However, I do think that as the season goes on, we're going to need these guys down the stretch. And, you know, I think with the reps that they have been getting, they'll improve. Um, Dunlop did have three personal fouls. That's got to change. I, and I still think he's a little too green out there. Wilcher, at times is as well. You know, they just seem like they're kind of going through the motions. I wonder if. Madison Square Garden, you know, the lights might be just a little bit too bright right now early on for these kids. Hopefully, though, they'll be able to settle in. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's really going to do it for me. I don't have much to really complain about, of course, tonight. I mean, this is a, you know, a great win, a good bounce-back win against um, Fordham, you know, a a close— uh not that this is a you know rivalry game like you know there's not such hatred there um between I think St. John's and Fordham but you know playing for you know you're close together New York City teams you know what it's you know you know what you're going to expect from those guys they probably know what to expect of of you so a good a good job going out there getting the win and um you know heading uh heading into Xavier your first Big East This season, the Musketeers, I mean, listen, I don't think anyone was expecting them to have a start to the season that they have had, losing to Oakland, losing to Delaware, um, having some close games uh, as well, you know, the game against, I think, uh, Robert Morris even to begin the season maybe was a little closer than people would have expected even though you probably thought they would lose um you know, a lot with the uh with the turnover that they had, but I don't think anyone was expecting this. So, you know, seven o'clock Wednesday night at Karneseca Arena, St. John's, you wanna see them come out with the same intensity that they had against Fordham. Really, you know, you think about it, since that uh Dayton game, and I really think throughout the season as a whole, St. John's has come out Um, and played pretty well. It's just when we get into that second half, this team sometimes has the capability to falter. If St. John's can build a lead early on, they have to be able to sustain it. They cannot falter, and especially when they go to the bench. But anyways, thanks everyone for tuning in. Fingers crossed you all are listening to this episode December 19th, Tuesday morning, and not December 26th of next week. I hope to have had the issues figured out um, I, again I've never encountered these with the software I've been using but praise God we have the uh, the problems figured out and hopefully y'all will be able to listen to this um, early as tomorrow morning thanks everyone for tuning in and as always I'll talk to you next time I wanna wake up in a city that doesn't sleep and